Hello everyone, it's Dr. Sam. I'd like to welcome you to my iClarity podcast. This is a show that offers cutting edge information on how to improve your vision and overall wellness through holistic methods. I so appreciate you spending part of your day with me. If you have questions, you can send them to hello at drsamburn.com. Now to the latest iClarity episode. everyone to So What Were You Wearing? I'm your host, Heidi Townsend, and we are so excited today. We have a very special guest who's a dear friend of mine, and his name is Dr. Sam Byrne. He's joining us today all the way from New Mexico. Ah, However, he is in Los Angeles at this time. So Sam, welcome to our show, and please introduce yourself to to our viewers. Hey, Heidi, thanks for having me on your podcast. So I am Dr. Sam Byrne, known as Dr. Sam, and I have a health and wellness brand, I'm a holistic eye doctor and a social media influencer, entrepreneur, teacher. And yeah, I'm in Los Angeles this week doing some promotional work, some filming, seeing your brother who i love and seeing you we've just been having a great time and yeah i'm really excited to be on the show and uh uh, interested in what you're going to ask me fantastic sam we are so excited to have you here and my brother is excited that you're on the show as well so you know we know Mm -hmm. joshua he's fantastic yeah he is so So this show, I know you do a lot of different shows and you are so out in the public eye right now, which is fantastic. And this one in particular called, So What Were You Wearing? is about how you met the love of your life. And so that's where we're gonna be going today. And let me start off with just a very preliminary question, but so important for us as the viewers to kind of get a sense of what was going on in your life when, you know, at that time. So even taking us back a few years, take us back as long as you wish, but just give us the context of your life during those circumstances before you tell us how the two of you met. Well, it was a pretty turbulent time. I mean, there was a lot of transformation going on. So I had moved to New Mexico uh, maybe like two years before and I was actually going to get married to somebody else. And uh, it's very humbling to say that she called off the wedding. And uh, that was really, at the time, shocking and painful. That must but, have been devastating. <laughs> I mean, what? I mean, <laughs> it was, it was. Yes. But, you know, you know, what actually what happened was is that I saw it, now, not right then, but maybe about a year later. Yeah. I saw that. Um, it was the biggest gift that she gave me because if I had married her, uh, we would have been divorced in like six months. It was just one of those relationships. It was a long distance relationship and she was in Canada and I was in New Mexico. And anyways, um, so 
I was processing that and uh, um, I had I was in a men's group. So I had a group of guys and we'd meet once a week and they helped me quite a bit. So anyways, um, what happened was, is that that summer I went to a dance camp in Maine, you know, Mm -hmm. and it was uh, it was it was a lot of a lot of great fun. And, you know, it was kind of it was getting me out of the grief that I was in. And, you know, I, I'm a pretty fun guy. So doing a lot of contact improv and a lot of dance, you know, different kinds of dances and, um, you know, meeting a lot of really cool people. So that I was coming off that and um, I came home from New Mexico at the end of the summer. And I had a patient of mine. Uh, her name was Winnie Bauer. And Winnie said to me, hey, Sam, you know, I'm having this birthday party. Um, why don't you come, you know, be really great, you know. So I um, I had a, a friend of mine who we were just very softly dating. And so I said, Winnie, would it be OK if I, you know, bring a date? And she had like a strange look on her face like, well, I guess that would be OK. And there was a whole there was a whole uh, agenda going on that I didn't know, uh, which I found out later. And so I'll tell you what that was. So Winnie had a really good friend who uh, was her name is Charlie. And Winnie wanted to fix us up. But Winnie was a patient of mine and she really respected boundaries. And so she said, I'll invite Sam to the party and then I'll introduce Charlie Mm -hmm. to Sam, but I was with another date. And of course I didn't know anything. So, yeah. So I show up at the, uh, at the uh, party with your date, with with my date. I had no idea, you know, so tell us, tell us where is this birthday party? Is it at your friend's house or? Yeah. So my friend Winnie married this really cool guy, Richard, and he he had he'd killed it in business he was an entrepreneur so he had this amazing house in Tsuki, new mexico which is just north of santa fe and it's it's kind of one of the wealthiest areas of of santa fe so it was in this amazing house palatial house and you know i always loved going there because richard and i were were kind of friends um you know friendly and so i you know drive up and there are all these cars it's a big party and it's a birthday party for winnie and so i walk in and my date she goes she says i'm gonna go get a drink and there's this really nice lady sitting on the couch nice woman on the couch and i walk over to her and i start tuning into her energy and i said wow this person is really nice and we just kind of connected right away. It was my my future wife, Charlie. Oh. So here it's I'm kind of weird because I'm with, you know, my date. And ah. it's like, oh, wow, I'm really connecting with this woman. She's beautiful. And so my date comes in and I said to Charlie, you know, I got to I got to go be with my date. And Charlie knew this person. So mm-hmm. the setup was everybody knew that <laughs> I was going to be a- set up, oh, except no me how about your date now did you know she didn't she didn't well not at the beginning but i think she started because then what happened was you know i went into the kitchen and i was getting some food and charlie came in 
And so we have this like like this magnetic connection, you know, we're 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 visiting and she says to me, um, you know, I'm a professional musician and I'm I'm gonna be doing a concert tomorrow night at the Inadanasazi Hotel. I would like you to be my guest. And I'm going, wait a minute. She's inviting me on a date. I'm on another date. And <laughs> Winnie's like in the corner going, oh God. So I said, yeah, definitely. You know, I, I'm not serious with my friend. It's just, mm -hmm. you know, she's just a buddy of mine. So, so that's what happened. So the next night I went to the, to her concert and then we had tea afterwards and that was the end of story. You know, we ended up hooking up and getting married and I've been with uh, Charlie for over 25 years and going strong. Wow, Sam. So tell us, I mean, not that obviously the energy is what connected the two of you, mm -hmm. but can, do you remember at all what you were wearing on that mm -hmm. night? Mm -hmm. Well, I remember what I was wearing and I remember what Charlie was wearing. So first, what she was wearing, she was wearing this really cute outfit and she she's just um, she's a beautiful woman. And I was like, wow, this dress is amazing and it was very colorful and it just fit her really well mm -hmm. and it, it really caught my eye when i got you know when i walked into winnie's living room and here she is sitting on the couch and so that was one thing for me you know i'd been to this uh dance camp and there was a t-shirt that i had on called dance new england dne and it's a big you know uh camp in maine so i had this dne on and it Charlie was like, wow, you went to dance camp? You know, that's really cool. D&E. And, &E. and, you know, I had these shorts on and I, I, I was looking good, you know, I, I have to say. So it was, uh, it was great that I wore that t-shirt because it was kind of a, a uh, opener in terms of conversation and Charlie loves to dance. So, you know, it was just a, an opening remark, but I had no idea the scheming that yeah, we so, so winnie and charlie went through <laughs> to get you there and then you come with a date so when did your brain start to click and go hey wait a second was it during yeah. that evening or was it later the well, next day or i i put two aside <laughs> yeah i put two and two together and um one of my other friends who was there said you know this is kind of a setup you know and i was like well, I wish they would tell me because I am totally out of the loop. I had, I honestly, I had no idea. And sometimes I get into these social situations where things are going on and I'm the last to know. Mm -hmm. And believe me, I was the last to know. And it, it was like, you know, I'm going to this party and Winnie has been talking about me to Charlie for like six months and like oh my god this guy is amazing and you guys should connect and her former boyfriend was named sam so oh. that was a, that was a whole other thing so you know i found that out later right. but um it, it was just one of these magical things that connected us immediately and it wasn't like this you know how sometimes you meet somebody and there's this like magnetic sexual mm -hmm. chemistry yes. it wasn't like that it was more of like oh my i'm feeling my heart i'm feeling energy here mm -hmm. and it was very different than uh the woman that i had been engaged to because that we met you know at an omega institute at this you know spiritual 
workshop and it was a lot of chemistry and it was a real learning for me about being attracted to somebody in relationship that was more on a heart-centered level, not a sexual level, but a heart-centered level. And that was really, um, that was really a growth moment for, for me, uh, maybe for Charlie too. I don't know. You'd have to ask her, but it, there was this, just attraction on a heart-centered level first. And then later on, you know, we developed, um, our relationship but um but i'll tell you what one of the things that i did i mean i was a little shell-shocked uh so we we started to get involved and i said you know Wait, let me I, just ask you you were okay. a little shell-shocked about about the about the last relationship that okay. you know what happened right and not right yeah not wanting to get committed mm -hmm. and i said you know it might be a good idea if we go do some couples care therapy before we get married and she was mm -hmm. like oh i'm all in on that and that that was really helpful to me because we got to know each know each other and our communication styles and um mm -hmm. that that was that was kind of like my insurance policy right. to just go okay i need to know full disclosure here what's going on and of course that that worked out well and you know it, it, it all worked out so yeah um, did you and just for our viewers so that they can learn potentially like you have learned, were there any rough patches during this time that, you know, just kind of needed some extra attention or needed a little, you know, um, a way of working together to, to be mm -hmm. able to move forward? Or was it just smooth sailing the whole time? No, I mean, it, it was in the big picture, it, it, it was smooth sailing. I mean, you yeah. know, whenever you get into a committed relationship, as you know, mm -hmm. um, there's going to be different different needs and, and, you know, learning how to communicate in a way mm -hmm. where you're not blaming the other person where you're taking responsibility for your for your own feelings. And both of us uh, were really fiercely, I'm using the word fiercely, yeah. dedicated and committed to um making the relationship work mm -hmm. so we created a very safe container saying okay we are committed and now within that commitment things are going to get hard you know when you commit right. this is when the hard stuff comes up mm -hmm. and i can tell you being with uh, charlie for 25 years there have been moments when it's been challenging you know and sure. very humbling for me uh, because we're mirrors for each other but um you know it's part of the growth and i i think i use marriage as a spiritual practice you know it's mm. it's it's like uh it's a way i kind of develop myself and i mean again you, i don't want to speak for for charlie but um you know i i really use it as a way to see my <laughs> my shortcomings and the places where where you know i could communicate better but what we offer each other is a stability and a commitment. Um, and I can say death do us part, you know, I have no, that that's it. No matter mm. what happens, um, I know that this is it. This is the one, this is it. And, um, you know, in terms of our uh, being, being with Charlie mm. and she feels that way to me. So that's very powerful to, to know that and then within that, yeah, some days are really hard. I mean, it's, mm -hmm. you know, you know how it is. So I but, do, but, I do. I think but, you um, really hit on it though with your marriage as a spiritual practice. That is yeah. just 
poignant in that yeah. how do you you know walk the path and there's yeah. so many different spiritual practices and this one is i mean between the two of you and that you're both committed yeah. to it yeah. yeah exactly and you know we've got families you know you my family mm -hmm. charlie's family and we all go through a lot and um so it's a tribe and uh, it's a community and it's i'm grateful to have such a community and um there you go i mean it's um thank it's you things yeah yeah no that's just really that you two have been together for 25 years says a lot i mean that's just yeah. really that you are committed and you're there for each other Yes. And then the marriage as a spiritual practice is, I mean, that's mm -hmm. the first time I've heard that. And mm -hmm. it's just, uh, it's phenomenal what can come from that with both being committed to this practice and the growth, I would imagine, that comes from that. Oh, incredible. And, you know, some of the business things that I do and professional things that I do, there is no way that I, I could do the same thing without having her stability and support. Um, you know, because uh, at least in terms of the social media, I'm the public figure and I'd never talk about her. This is unusual for me, but in this case, I would a little bit, but she's much more private. She doesn't even go on social media, mm -hmm. but as a, as an artist and a musician, there is a public side to her where she has, you know, played for the symphony and performed and she's a fabulous performer. Uh, she's kind of moved away from that at this stage, but, um, what we do together now is we, we sometimes will play African music and mm -hmm. there's a big West African community in uh, Santa Fe. And so every now and then, well, lately, the last couple of months, we've been sitting in and jamming uh, on Thursday night. And she's a wonderful musician, uh, professionally trained flutist, but artist, poet, mystic. She's, she's fantastic. So great oh. to have an artist in the family. Yeah. And... Um, uh it's fun that just sounds so rich it just sounds like what a sweet and rich experience yeah. and so for no that's just to be able to share at that level is very tender and very um mm -hmm. creative and so for yes. our viewers how would you help them and just you know as far as guidance that you could provide so that they too could follow this path that you're on and that you know you and, and your wife have found to be something that is really nurturing and allows for both yeah. of your growth? Yeah, well, that's a that's a really good question. I think in some ways it's it's a bit individual, uh, but but I would say generally speaking to uh, you know have respect for the other person. Um, you know, figure out what the communication styles that work and what don't work, you know, really dig deep in terms of the commitment. And, you know, when you first meet somebody, it's not just about the chemical reaction, the chemistry, the, the sexual chemistry that actually should come later. It's more about, you know, the heart centered. What do we have in common? Uh, what can we do to support the other's growth? You know, like not just it's not just about me and the relationship, but mm -hmm. it's about us. And we each have our own individual journey that we need to follow for sure. And then we have the the life of the marriage as well. Mm -hmm. And continually defining what is love. You know, what mm -hmm. love love is not necessarily a chemical reaction, but 
so many things. It could be love, it could be respect, it could be, uh, you know, acceptance, it could be, there's a lot of things. We, we, we talk about what is love a lot. And, you know, she has studied the Sufi tra tradition quite a bit mm -hmm. and reads a lot of Rumi poetry. So, you know, Rumi mm -hmm. talks a lot about what is love. And I was in a spiritual group for a long time and my spiritual teacher, we, we really explored what love is from a non-chemical level, but just, uh, you know, a lot of different things. And just understanding that, you know, you make the commitment and that's when things get hard and to keep uh, developing your own personal growth and your own personal development. Because I see this in couples where, you know, so one, one part of the couple, one partner is doing therapy or doing some personal growth and the other one isn't doing anything. And that creates a dead relationship, you know, and, and we want things to stay alive and dynamic. And the only way to do that is to keep coming back and being vulnerable, sharing, you know, deeply and, you know, understanding that sometimes it's going to be challenging. And that's part of the that's part of the deal. And um, but there's something really rewarding when you're in a long term relationship, when it works and. Uh, you know, it's it's work. It's definitely uh, we have to attend to it. You have to continually water the garden, so to speak. It's not something that just it just, you know, goes on its own because uh, it will it will die. And you see this in marriages. And uh, so anyway, that's that's my short answer. Uh, it's not a, I'm not a trained uh, therapist, uh, psychologist in the area of couples therapy, but yeah. That, that's what I've learned yeah. as a, you know, somebody that's been involved for a long time. That's been involved for a long time. And to keep yeah. redefining love is what I yeah. heard and to be vulnerable. Yeah. 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 And to be, you know, take that place of vulnerability so that you can learn and grow. Mm -hmm. And I think also important, you had mentioned that both parties need to be um, engaged in their own growth so yeah. that there's an aliveness, Definitely. a fullness to the relationship. Right. right. That's beautiful. Boy, Sam, thank you. I think words of wisdom for our viewers. Hey, so, good. hey, <laughs> I right really, on, uh, right on, you know, and so appreciate you being vulnerable to share thank with you. us because I know yeah. it sounds like it's very private, which it is, you yeah. know, and it should mm -hmm. be. Um, mm -hmm. And it is a private commitment. And then hearing, especially in light of your first situation where it didn't work out you know just the marriage yeah. as you're saying thank god didn't go forward but yeah. then being able to step into something that was good for you and to yeah. navigate those waters so i think you've really offered that lesson to people that have tried and maybe it hasn't worked out and then you're actually being very successful through your vulnerability and commitment to the marriage so you know, one of the things I learned about this, uh, this process is that, <clears throat> the, you know, when it didn't work out with, uh, with, with a gal from Canada, from then on, I was going to introduce any girlfriend to all of my friends. Uh -huh. And okay. they would have to sign off on it. Because <clears throat> I, I had poor judgment. I, I didn't trust my judgment. So <clears throat> I remember one of my friends said to me, 
when I was going to marry this gal from Canada, yeah. he's like, well, I think it's a mistake. I don't think you should do it. You know what? I'm not even going to buy the airplane ticket because I don't think it's going to happen. No. Yeah, Seriously. he did. He, yeah, he did. And um, I said, well, you know, you might be right, but I need to go through this experience. And lo and behold, you know, when she called me up and said, you know, I can't get married. And I called him. He said, see, I told you. So then I introduced him to Charlie and he was like, yes. And all my friends, you know, all my male friends, especially in Santa Fe, I introduced her mm -hmm. to them and they were like, yeah, she's she's got it. She's mm -hmm. she's a good match for you. So um, that's for anybody out there, you know. If you're thinking about getting married, introduce them to your friends. And, you know, if they're really good friends and they're honest with you, they'll give you the this, this straight uh, answer on whether or not this is a good match and listen to them. <laughs> Save yourself a lot of pain and suffering so you don't have to go through what I went through. That's great. You've given us the straight scoop, Sam. Yeah, I have. I yeah. It. yeah. Wow through yeah. living living the hard the hard challenges and yes, getting right. to the other side so yeah be yeah. sure you talk to your friends yes right. right and that probably could go for girlfriends or marriage or you know whoever anybody girlfriends boyfriends right. I, I i accept it all so you whatever all. yeah gay yeah. straight lesbian yeah it doesn't matter oh. so i i just uh i but i i definitely vote for marriage if it's you know the right situation because i think it's it's wild. Want to have personal growth and companionship and fun and oh, the whole the whole thing. It's mm -hmm. it's really um, you know if you find the right person, go for it. And if you don't, you know, being alone is just fine. I remember again when when uh, it, that marriage that wedding didn't happen, mm -hmm. being alone and being on my own was very very therapeutic for me. Mm -hmm. And uh, you know, be patient for the right thing to come along. Mm-hmm. That's another good lesson for sure, because yeah, taking something just because you're alone isn't a good answer. I mean, no. it's just not the solution at all mm -hmm. and that you deserve the best and to have a rewarding and fulfilling relationship, marriage, you know, yeah. whatever it is that fills your soul, right? Yes, exactly. Yeah. Oh, this has been so wonderful and exciting to hear. Do you have any final thoughts or words that you want to share? And you've already shared so much, but you know, anything that well I, I i would leave you with one uh one question and that is what does love mean to you and that would be a great curiosity question dwelling on you know what is love what is love to you mm -hmm. and um you know, because we have so many cultural meetings, so many religious meetings, family meetings, but to be able to develop what is love and, uh, you know, to really that that might give you some clarity on, uh, you know, attracting a partner that, uh, you know, will, will match you in a way that's, you know, going to be uh, fulfilling. Mm-hmm. What is love is the question. Great. We will post that along with your interview so that everybody okay. can ponder that and really come to their soul meaning for that. Yeah. Sam, thank you. Thank you're you welcome, so much. Heidi. It's been a rich experience. So Great thank to, you. You're welcome. Great to spend time with you and good luck to you in, in your future. Thank you. Thank you, Sam. Bye now. Bye bye.
Thank you for listening. I hope you learned something from the iClarity podcast show today. If you enjoyed the episode, make sure to subscribe on iTunes or Spotify and leave a review. See you here next time.